Pulp MX Network production. With your support of our sponsors, we have reached over 800 podcasts and counting. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, support your moto addiction by buying from our sponsors. It's the Steve Mathis Show on RacerX.com. Presented by Fox Racing. The original moto podcast. Featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Hey, it's Mathis. Welcome to the uh, Davey Millsaps podcast, MotorcycleSuperstore.com, on the Racer X website, and uh, brought to you by uh, Fox Racing. And uh, I'm only doing these intros because uh, SwissCore wants me to, and uh, we did a poll on PulpMex.com, and uh, some other people voted that they wanted these intros. I used to do these intros for all these podcasts, and I stopped, and and it's just a pain in the ass. So, um, But I'm going to try to do more of them or some of them along the way. And uh, first up, uh, we're going to do with Millsaps here. Yeah, Davey is an interesting guy. Um, for sure, without a doubt, early on, he hated my guts. And, and I was hard on him. I mean, as I talk about in this podcast, I talked to a lot of people around him, and they all said he should be better. And I'm not going to put any words in his mouth, uh, but if you listen to this podcast, I think you will hear him say that he should have probably not wasted a little bit of his talent back in the Honda days, back uh, maybe early JGR days. So, um, you know, just that that was kind of what I was saying in riding. Davey's, Davey's a great rider. He's amazing. He just never honestly really worked at it. And, and he talks about it a little bit in here. But um, he is working hard these days. I, I, everybody I talk to seems to think he is. He, I think he enjoys his spot in the sport a little bit more than he used to. Realizes maybe he is what he is. And, and you know, and that's a damn, damn good rider. Um, and, and one other thing, when you listen to this podcast, you're like, holy geez, he's gone through a lot of injuries, man. A lot of surgeries, uh, all over his body. You remember he lost his kidney there. We touch on that. I mean, man, he just got off a wrist injury coming into this year, of course, with the Rocky mountain, uh, KTM team. So yeah, that's what we don't really think about, um, at times. And I, you know what? I was probably in, in, in his defense. I was probably an asshole. I probably said some mean things to him back then. Um, but I just because I know that he was wasting his talent. And, and again, we get into that in this podcast a little bit. We talk about it. But um, I think he's changed. I've changed a little bit as well. And, uh, you know, maybe taking a little bit more of things. Maybe I'm asking a little more questions about what's going on behind the scenes of guys before I'm so quick to judge. Maybe. I don't know. But I know one thing, he didn't like me. And I, I and I think he semi tolerates me now. I mean, we have some good conversations. Yeah. He'll he'll uh he'll tweet me um in between heat races, heat in a semi at a supercross or something I tweeted. So he's on it. He pays attention to that stuff. Um uh, he has he had and lost in all of his this uh after he got let go from Cowie. And of course he missed the entire season a few years back. Let go in all of that or missed in all of that um sort of talk about Davey. Uh he was riding really well last year in Supercross until he hurt himself at Daytona. So uh he'd come off a season best fourth place and he'd won a heat race, I believe. And yeah, man, he, he looked pretty good. And and it's because he is good. He's damn good at riding a motorcycle. So uh this podcast uh was about two weeks in the making. Uh texting him, trying to be ready. He's a busy dude. Um, so we missed up. I think we missed one time 
where we could have done it. But uh, for the other part, he was pretty much just blowing me off until, I mean, I just persisted. I just sent him text saying, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready now. I'm ready. And eventually he probably just agreed to do it so I would uh, stop texting him. So just interesting guy. Uh, really good career. And no matter what, if it ended tomorrow, he's got a regional championship and uh, and a lot of race wins, a 450 premier class race wins against uh, a lot of those guys. He, a little bit like Villeman. Villeman never really won anything, but he can sit back and go, I beat McGrath, I beat Ricky, I beat James Stewart, uh, I beat Tim Ferry, those type of guys when they're on their game. And Davey can say the same thing. So uh, that's a pretty cool thing to put on the resume, even though you may not have actual any big bike titles. Oh, if he would have stayed at Suzuki, maybe. I don't know. Anyways, uh, take a listen to this podcast. It was uh, interesting, I think, um, to hear him open up about some things that I've never really heard him do before. And, um, yeah, listen to this Davey Millsaps podcast. And, uh, again, thanks for listening, everybody. MotorcycleSoupStore.com, RacerX Online. PB-Pulp16 is the code at MotorcycleSoupStore.com. Fox Racing also bringing this to you. Uh, of course, we have some Michelin tire action. And, uh, and race tech as well. So, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody. Again, I don't know how long I'll do these intros for, even if I keep doing them. But for now, we'll do them, and we'll see how it goes. All right, on to the show. Welcome, everybody, to the MotorcycleSuperstore.com RacerX podcast. Uh, of course, I'm Steve Mathis. Thanks for listening, everybody. Greatly appreciate it. MotorcycleSuperstore.com. Use the code PB-PULP16 when you are checking out to save at MotorcycleSuperstore.com. Over 700 trusted brands. Check their website to search the vast inventory of equipment from over 700 of those trusted brands. And um, they are the company to go for for all the latest things for your bikes or body. And Fox Racing, Foxhead.com, the global innovation leader in motocross racing. Race wear. Rocks and Nungy, just some of the guys that wear foxhead.com uh, uh, clothes. And if your dealer doesn't carry Fox, go to another dealer because they should carry Fox. So thanks to the Superstore guys. Thanks to the Fox guys for coming on board. But most of all, above all, he finally relented under my heavy pressure of texts. Davey Millsaps, thanks for coming on. <laughs> Yeah, no worries, man. Thanks for having me. Sorry it took so long. You did not want to do it, but I wore you down. I love it. No, it's great. no, no, no. Honestly, honestly, it was just you know bad timing for you know for getting getting old. <laughs> All you know. <laughs> Right, right. Um, okay, so we're coming into uh, 2017 season. Of course, you ride for the uh, Rocky Mountain KTM team. Uh, last year was yes. the B- BTO team, new team for uh, same team, but new name. Um, yes, you turn pro- confused a lot of people, by the way. Does it really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> confused most of you know of my friends that really you know aren't into it all that much. Sure. Yeah. You know. You're like, no, 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 uh, same team, same even, bike. Even, even my dad was really confused, <laughs> so, which isn't surprising. Right, right. So uh, 13 years of, uh, of motocross career now for you. Um, 14 season. Yeah, 14 season going into that. Do you, how, do, you, do, you, do you approach it any differently? Do you notice that these years are creeping up? I mean, you've had some injuries and everything else, but um, do, you, do you get – I mean, do you even – you know, coming in the preseason prep, I mean, a guy like you, you're probably pretty confident in your skills and your preparation. You've been doing it for so long, but does it change over the years? You know, it's it's. Uh, <clears throat> I think a lot. You know, of my ups and downs obviously are, are with a lot of injuries that I've had, and you know, I think there's a lot of people out there that don't really understand the extent of all my injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, I, I do, I do, I do play them down quite a bit, uh, and I don't really let the public know exactly what's going on 90% of the time um, with all my injuries. But, you know, as far as preparation, I always try to do 
you know, I always try to be as clean as I can be. It's just, you know, when injuries set me back like they usually do, it's uh, it's tough to come in, you know, as prepared as I want to be or even go through the whole season like I want like to do. But, you know, right now, you know, being – it's my 14th season and, and uh, you know, I, I'm on the same bike, you know, two years in a row, which is, which is you know, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, and – just you know, training with Tyler now, and and you know having more people to ride with, like the TLD guys, and uh, you know, and, and Benny uh, is my teammate for uh, being out here. You know, obviously Blake's down in Florida, but mm-hmm. uh, you know having these guys to ride with, and and you know making it fun during the day, and you know I'm the old one out of the group, so yeah, it's definitely uh, <laughs> it's definitely day. You know, they like they like to have their fun with me, but uh, <laughs> you know, all in all, is is you know nothing different just a little bit more structured and, and a little bit more uh you know a little bit more off the bike stuff as well as you know just on the bike stuff just it's all it's a little bit different as far as how it's structured is what right. i'm trying to say um you know it's it's uh, but it's good so 2015 you get let go from from cowie uh near the end of uh, supercross of season of course you gotta be no 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 listen here i'm getting this so so <laughs> so you you didn't ride you know you didn't ride come back uh 2014 you missed the whole season with injury uh 2013 yep. was a great year for you but then you needed your knee to get fixed at the end of supercross um 20 Okay, femur. 2012, you rode for JGR, and you, you got through a lot of the outdoors, but you switched to the Rockstar Suzuki team. My point being, people forget maybe because, cause, you know, you're kind of out of sight, but you raced a 10-round Canadian series, won that, rode very well from, from everybody that I talked to. This is the first year since 2012 that you, you had a whole season, and you talked about being on the same bike. Never mind that. From after May, after Vegas Supercross, you kept riding and training. This is the first time for you for a while. Yeah, it's you know definitely racing the Canadian rounds uh, was different. Um, racing during the summer, I haven't done that in four years. Mm-hmm. So there was definitely it was definitely quite a change, but uh, you know I had a lot of fun doing it. It was the atmosphere was great. Um, you know, yeah, the, the tracks are quite a bit different. You know. Not good, not bad. Yeah. Um, you know, because I say that about the tracks over here too. I don't. I mean, I don't think they're that spectacular over here. Um, when it comes to uh, the pro races. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I had a lot of fun. You know, the 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 crappiest thing was the travel. The travel was pretty rough. But other than that, man, it was. Uh, it brought a lot of fun back for me in the in the moto world as far as like motocross. You know, I've always had fun doing supercross. Yeah. You know, just. Motocross has always been a lag for me, and and that brought a lot of fun back for me, and uh, I really enjoyed doing it. So I'm, I'm very grateful that I had the opportunity to go up there, and and uh, you know, winning was obviously a bonus, but just hanging out with everyone up there, and mm-hmm. you know, it was, teammates were great, um, the team was great, and and uh, it, like I said, I had a lot of fun. The, this and this might really help you in 17 because you've kept riding, you raced at a high level all summer, you haven't done that for a while, um, and so. You know, you're kind of starting from scratch. You're starting from an injury, um, whatever else. Again. Yeah, <laughs> and so like this could be a great thing. Yeah. This 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 whole little stretch you're on since since uh, since you got on the BTO team last year. And now the Rocky Mountain, it's, it hasn't happened to you for this way in a while. Yeah, man. It's uh, you know, I was hoping to continue the momentum that I had after the Canadian rounds um, mm-hmm. going into the off season, but uh, you know, jacked up my wrist and uh, I had to have it fixed. And mm-hmm. I thought I just had jammed it, and you know, I I, I shrugged it off for a little while and to the point to where you know six weeks after or was it no four weeks after i 
started, you know, trying to do stuff. I still couldn't do anything with it. So I'm like, dude, uh, so what's going on? So then I started really looking into it and, and you know, x-rays, MRIs and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they found, they found a couple of torn ligaments and, and, uh, and whatnot, but that one of them needed to be fixed. So I had to go in and fix it. And I mean, it's still sore. It still sucks for sure. And, you know, <laughs> it's not pain-free, but uh, I don't think any part of my body is pain-free. So just, you know, add it to the list. Was the kidney the worst thing you did? You did that at JGR, I believe, right? Or was it Rockstar? Uh, I was at Honda. Honda, okay. All right, so I got both teams wrong. Uh, Was the kidney the worst thing you (laughs) you went through? Was that the gnarliest? Well, I mean, I didn't really notice. As far as, you know, it didn't hurt when I lost it. The crash hurt, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it... It didn't really, it didn't really, uh, I didn't, you know, it's not like breaking your ribs or breaking, sure. you know, a bone. It's not like, oh man, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't know. But the side effect for a long time, for almost about a year and a half to two years afterwards, um, trying to relearn my body because I only have one now, you know, yeah. and I had to wait for everything to get better. And, and it shows you a lot of things, in, you know, internally in, in your body. So I had to figure all that out and, and figure out where what worked best for me and then uh you know about two years after i'd done it um my level started to come back to normal because my other kidney started growing so when that happened Mm -hmm. that definitely helped me out a whole lot with my recovery and and you know what i could process and what i couldn't process yeah so but yeah i would say i mean obviously you know losing any internal organ is not a good thing no no Um, (laughs) but you know as far as as far as like hurt goes i don't know man ribs suck yeah yeah they do yeah. even torn car- ribs. <laughs> torn cartilage yeah. and never mind breaking a rib never mind fracturing the, yeah yeah all of that um all that all that sucks um did you you crashed pretty good at daytona missed the rest of supercross yeah. last year but you'd came w- back in vegas yeah came back in vegas um Crash. i thought you rode pretty well uh, all year forrest butler took a little bit of a gamble on you i know you know, your Cowie thing is very mysterious, Davey, whether you were hurt, what was going on. You didn't perform great, uh, Cowie. He, he came no. o- you came over to KTM. We all kind of were like, well, does he even like the KTM? Because you know what was going on with the Rockstar thing. And all of us, yep. all of us experts thought of it. We're like, does he like the KTM? But, man, I thought you were good. Like, you, you, you started slow, but you said you would. And you were getting, by the time your crash came, you were coming on. You had fourth in Atlanta. You'd won some heat races. Like, you... You had to be feeling pretty good uh, until the injury. Yeah, you know it was it was it was definitely a, a building block. Uh, you know, for me, getting on the bike, um, you know, figuring it out. It took a lot to get used to it. Um, you know, and then we switched to air. You know, forced and shock. So that was kind of a bit different. Um, you know, trying to learn it from track to track. Uh, you know, just trying to yep. get myself back into shape and, and, uh, you know, I had a rough go, um, in 15, you know, getting sick and stuff. And then, mm-hmm. uh, that took a long time to get over. Um, once I got over that and, you know, I stayed on top of it, you know, that I was actually able to start training again and training hard. And, and that's when I started getting into shape and started feeling better. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it sucks Daytona happened, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, it, it gave me the opportunity to, uh, you know, rest up, get the Canadian thing going, and and you know, go at it as hard as I could. Mm-hmm. So I mean, um, oh no, I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I I had fun. Um, Forrest Butler is your biggest fan. That guy, <laughs> when he told me he was signing you, and we talked about it, and he's you know, we talked quite a bit during the year and stuff. He's he's in your corner, man. Like, uh, 
you know, team owner and uh, of the Rocky Mountain team for people who don't know. And yeah, like you've known him forever. And he is just, he's all in on Davey Millsaps. You know, Forrest and I go go way back. You know, it's uh, obviously both growing up in Florida, mm-hmm. um, racing Gainesville, the Dade Cities, uh, you know, and the Reddicks, uh, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <clears throat> and then, you know, when we opened or when I started going pro and stuff and having the Supercross at my house, um, him and his brothers would come up and, and they would train with us and stay with us and, and and be a part of it. So, I mean, I've known, I've known Forrest for a long time. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, so it definitely made the transition easy to come onto the team and, and, and be a part of it with him. Um, you know, we get along really well. He understands me. Um, you know, I make him smile when he's not smiling, which is 90% of the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it, we, we have a good relationship and it definitely helps. And, you know, it's not just last year. It's not, it's not just, yeah. you know, this year coming up. It's, it's, the whole, you know, for the rest of my career, you know, I, I was, uh, you know, it, it's a good relationship to have and, and it's a fun thing to be on and, and, you know, whatever happens, you know, from here out, it's, it's, uh, you know, I obviously I appreciate him taking the gamble and yeah. on me and, uh, giving me the opportunity, but he definitely is a fan, but you know, I, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely nice to have him as one. Um, yeah, he, he kind of told me, like, he thought, I mean, the Cowie thing went sideways, but he also said, yeah. like, that you, he doesn't think you work well in an environment that's a little more uh, Honda or Cowie or, you know, the Japanese OEMs. That, like, you're a hired gun a little bit, right? You just show up. Yes, they care about you, and yes, they ask who you are, how you are, and, and they do, you know, they, they do treat you like a human being. I'm not saying that, but on a Bobby Hewitt team or a Forrest Butler team or even maybe even Coy, Although you and Corey just seem to yell at each other all the time. I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> but he, Forrest's theory on you is that you need to feel loved and appreciated and, and a little more of a human uh, um, atmosphere for you to, to perform. Do you, do you agree with that? I mean, I mean, obviously it's, it's nice uh, to have that, um, what Forrest is talking about. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, you have to perform anywhere you go. And, you know, I, you know, I won my championship, you know, being on the factory team. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but now, like, as you get older and, and, you know, you get a little bit more meticulous about things on the bike and, and how the team is, and it definitely helps. Like, you know, when I was over with, you know, with Bobby Hewitt, you know, me and Bobby could talk and, and, uh, you know, Dave Gallon and, and Scuba, you know, we could all talk and, and yep. figure out things and, and get it done and, you know, make it happen for the best for the whole team, you know, not just myself, yep. but for the whole team. And that's what, it, and that's what I feel like, you know, with Forrest and I, it's almost the same thing, you know, him and I talk um, and he understands and, and, and he tries to get it done, um, you know, adding on with Jr. and, and, you know, and, and the new addition to the team, um, you know, with, with burn and everything. Uh-huh. It's, it's, uh, that definitely plays a big role too. Cause now I can talk to all three of them and, you know, you have one who has been at our level, mm-hmm. you have the boss and then you have, um, then you have the crew chief. So yep. it's, we all three, you know, all, us four can put our, you know, our heads together and, and try to make the team the, the best that it can possibly be. And, and I enjoy doing that myself. It makes it fun for me. You right. know, like, I don't know. I think it's just the the old part coming out in me, <laughs> you know, just, just, you know, not, 
I'm not worried about lap times. I'm not worried about, you know, anything like that. It's, it's, I'm worried about making the team better for, for everyone and for myself because if it benefits the team, it's going to benefit me. And, you know, and I enjoy doing all that stuff. It, well, it, definitely, it definitely helps making it my own. Look, I got friends at Cali and friends at Honda, and I work for Yamaha. Getting an OEM uh, team, factory team to change course or to change policy or to get a part or to it's like a steering the Titanic. You know what I mean, right? Like, and and if you're with Bobby Hewitt or, or Forrest, you're like, hey, let's do that. Okay, we'll do it. We'll try it. I, I, you know, whatever. So it's a different atmosphere. Yeah, no, it's you know over you know over on the factory teams, it's it's you know a lot of what they want to test and a lot of what yeah. they want to do. Um, you know, they they do listen and they do do a lot of things that, that we want to do for sure. But you know. Over here, it's yeah. you know, it's basically what what we want. You know, it's that's it. It's it's not you know a lot of times it's not what they want to do, which you know I think is what Force is trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, outside of of the team you're on now, yeah. which team did you enjoy your time at? JGR, Rockstar Suzuki, um, Honda, maybe back in the day with you, you know, and the Iceman. Maybe you and the Iceman got along really good. Uh, you know, way back. <laughs> um, uh, you know, honestly, <clears throat> I've actually enjoyed most of them. I okay. think almost all of them. You know, they all had their ups and downs. Um, you know, starting from the first years, you know, all the way through. Yeah. Um, I do, you know, I do miss Carlos quite a bit. Oh, you know, I bet. He misses my you too. Every day. I'm sure he misses you. <laughs> you know, I, I do miss him quite a bit. Um, you know, and, you know, I had a, I had a lot of fun at, you know, at Honda. I had a lot of fun at, at Suzuki, you know, my first years just mm-hmm. learning. Um, you know, JGR, I had a lot of fun because, you know, I had a lot of fun with Koi. Yeah. yeah. Know, he, he definitely, yeah, except for when he was angry, then it was, then it was scary. Oh. Um, but, you know, got to love him. Um, you know, obviously at, at, at Rockstar, I had a lot of fun with, with Scuba and Bobby and Dave. Uh, you know, I really, I, you know, obviously, you know, Scuba and I have a great relationship. And right. I love working with the guy. Um, so, but, you know, after that, I mean, it's, or, you know, with all that said, it's, I enjoyed them all. Yep. It just got to the point to where, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I like change and I like, I like uh, I like mixing it up, but you know I was just young and dumb, and, and you know I was didn't really didn't really know better. But mm-hmm. now you know I'm getting a little bit older, and and I feel like uh, sticking with the same bike, you know, from here out, yeah, uh, is definitely more beneficial rather than trying to have to learn a new bike every year, every two years. Did you feel a lot of pressure yeah. when you went to Cowie? Like, uh, hey, RV's gone. Monster is a huge sponsor of everything. Um, you know, you're going to be the guy to replace RV. Like you feel any of that? I mean, I'm not, I the, mean, not I the, mean, yeah, it, you know, it, it was definitely, it was definitely there that, you know, even if there was no pressure coming from any of the guys there, just the pressure of, you know, having <laughs> RV there for, you know, winning all those championships yeah. and then him not being there. So the pressure is just there regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, it, it, yeah, it no, was just, I mean, because you were the number one guy on the team, and people were looking at you as kind of, "Hey, you got to step it up," you know. But you, people kind of forget you didn't race all of fourteen, like, yeah. so you missed a year. No, it wasn't even that. I, you know, just getting sick before the before the season, mm-hmm. you know, really shut my body down, and you know, I was I 
couldn't train, couldn't do anything, you know, could barely ride a dirt bike, you know, just, you know, I wanted to go racing and, and, and I did, but it wasn't very good. I should have stayed home is what I should have done mm-hmm. and got better and got stronger and then came back. But, uh, you know, I, I wanted to be out there. I didn't want to miss anymore cause I had missed all the 14. Yeah. So for me, we're sick or not. Like, I mean, I, I wanted to be out there. Um, how's your relationship with those guys now when you see them? I mean, obviously it went sideways, but is it all right? Or is it, I know there were some hard feelings on maybe both sides. I mean, how is it? Do you, you know, I mean, I don't, like, I don't know what hard feelings need to be on my side. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta be like, Hey guys, Hey jerk offs. Why are you, why are you yeah. letting me go? You know? Um, no, I mean, you know, they, they did what they thought they had to do. And you know, it's, do you feel like you got a bad reputation because of that from people? Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. You know, it was never looked at, you know, the way that I was looked at after that before my whole entire career. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it definitely put a stinger and it not only, it traveled into my, you know, 2016 contract with Forrest. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it was, <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't, it, hard. it doesn't happen in our sport. Factory riders do not get let go. It doesn't happen. No. Like in the middle of the season. You know what I mean? Like Mike Craig did. You not did. Not even in the middle. I had three rounds. <laughs> right, left. right. Right. You um, know? So it's a gnarly thing when that happens. And, yeah. you know, it sucked. Um, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, when you, when you missed 14. Um, you, did you get that micro fracture surgery done on your leg or, or what was that? What was the, like, there was, there was so much stuff going on about Davey Millsaps and why he's not in 14. Uh, he's, he's not getting paid his bonus money. He hates the KTM. He's, he's injured. He's, you know, retiring. Like, dude, you were, and you weren't talking to anybody. I know people were asking you for interviews. You're just like, nope, nope, not talking. And there was so much stuff going on about you. And I don't know how much you want to get into it now in 2016, but like, what was going on? What, I mean, you were mountain biking, racing, and everyone was mad at you. What was happening? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, look, I don't want to, whatever you want to get into. I, I don't care, but now, I just, I was, I was mountain bike racing when I was healed and riding. Okay. And then, um, you know, it, my foot, honestly, it took the longest time to get my foot to heal. I honestly still don't even think it's a hundred percent healed, but it's, you know, it mm-hmm. doesn't bother me. Um, I think I've just gotten used to it, but I mean, I had, they had to go in and, and I had, uh, what I you had. were riding with an injured foot that whole super cost season before like that, the 13 season. Was that it? No, 13. No, I broke my foot. Um, I broke my foot on the KTM when we switched after I got back from my femur. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, cause you missed, okay. Yeah. So you missed the rest of 13 cause of the femur got on yeah. a KTM, broke your foot, got on my KTM, broke my, well, I broke my foot and dislocated my ankle. Damn. Um, so, you know, I went in for surgery, had my ankle fixed, had my foot fixed and then got out was still in a lot of pain. Um, everyone was telling, you know, doctors told me it was healed, whatever, but I was in a lot of pain. It felt like someone was stabbing my foot the whole time I'd ride. Mm-hmm. And then I crashed again, you know, basically I wasn't really paying attention to riding. I was, you know, worried about, you know, how much my foot hurt and how do I had adjusted on the bike yeah. and stuff. And yeah. ended up, you know, crashing in a corner and tore my ACL, my MCL. Um, so I had surgery on that. And then when I got back from, you know, when I had that surgery done, I was walking around and my foot was still 
bug oh, okay. crap out of me. So I went back in for surgery on my foot because I'm like, all right, well, I'm not for a little bit on my knee. <laughs> yeah, I'll have surgery right. on my foot. Right. Had surgery on my foot. Waited for five weeks. Still, still pain. Couldn't figure it out. So went in for more tests. Uh, had a normal surgery on my foot to, you know, have all the scar tissue and, and yep. I had to have a nerve cut so I can't feel half my foot. And I'm like, man, that did it. So I started riding again. Yeah, yeah. And I was riding for almost a month. And this was Glen Helen time. Back. This was around Glen Helen time, I think. Yeah. Right. Yep. I was coming back for Glen Helen. And uh, one day at Milestone, um, I was doing my warm up. I felt good. Mm-hmm. Landed on this, landed off this single and seriously, it hurts so bad, just instant, boom. Yep. And I'm like, well, okay, so I got to figure it out again. So <laughs> did more tests, took like two weeks to uh, get a full answer what was going on. And, and finally the one result came back where they did, I don't know how they found it, but, well, they didn't find it before. Yep. It was only, um, it was only like 30% healed, the bone. Oh, So okay. 40% healed, 40% healed, something like yep. that. So then I had another surgery. <laughs> Damn. And, and uh, you know, that put me out basically, you know, that put me out until the end of outdoors. And uh, by that time, my contract was up basically. And yeah. and 14th season was gone. I wasn't going to come back for three rounds. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. So that was it for me. And then did Bobby want to keep you? Did you want to leave or Cowie yeah. came in or yeah. how did that? How did that go? No, no. I mean, you know, the whole the whole Husky deal came about, and yep. you know, they, they offered me you know a two year deal, and and you know the whole Cali thing was just something that you know I wanted to do when I was a little kid. You know, I had the opportunity to go over there, and I chose to stay with Suzuki, and um, you know, going into the pro ranks, yep. and it was something that I've always wanted to do. So I took the chance on it, and and uh, I went there. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, it didn't turn out very well, but. Uh, but no, I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, Bobby, yeah. Bobby definitely wanted to keep me and, and, you know, I had a great time over there with him and, you know, and I thanked him for everything that he had done for me. And, and, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I wanted to try the, I wanted to go to Cali. I wanted to do it. Yeah. And, just see what that, that was, was all that. about. Right. Um, yep. did you think at any point that like, because people don't understand, I've explained this to a few people over the years, like you riders get busted up and. You guys go see doctors, and doctors are human. They're just like a mechanic. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they have a bad day. They miss things. They screw up an operation. They, you know, yep. was a little bit about that. Was a little bit of what you're going through, like not a great some doctors that were weren't were making mistakes. I mean, I think I think some of it was absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think yep. a, I think a lot of it was misreading. Sure. The CT scans and and the MRIs and the X-rays. Um, right. You know, but you did, know. did you ever think like, hey, I could be done here? Like honest, honestly, I've yeah, because I didn't think I was, I didn't think it was ever going to go away. Right, I mean, right. it took a whole year for my foot to quit hurting. Yeah, you know, it's usually, you know, like I'm dealing with my wrist right now. It's usually usually cold, but it's you know, it wasn't. Yeah, I didn't realize your wrist so, was that bad. I just thought you jammed it yeah, a little man. bit. You know, I, dude, I, so I, did I. Yeah, like, but no, it, it sucks. They yeah. had to go so after surgery it froze up. <laughs> <laughs> and the I was only in a splint for two weeks and it froze up to where, you know, I had no range of motion and did you know, did therapy on it and mm-hmm. nothing was working. So six weeks after surgery I flew back, you know, and had to manipulate it. Uh well, they had to put me back under to manipulate it uh-huh. just to break up the scar tissue just so I could start, you know, moving it. Yeah. 
So, you know, it's, I, don't know, I don't know what's going on. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the MotorcycleSuperstore.com RacerX podcast. Thanks for listening, man. These things are going great, and I'm stoked with the responses from everybody, and uh, you guys have been doing a great job with the downloads. Don't forget the Fly Race and Moto 60 show on Thursdays, the Pulp MX show on Mondays, the NFAB RacerX fantasy show sometime in the middle of the week, and the Motorcycle Superstore, they're a passionate team who speak moto from talking about going riding, bench racing from the latest company ride, to the latest parts and gear. This is what drives them to be a place for you to check out all things motorcycles with the top brands and gear, accessories, tires, parts, and apparel. You want to save there. They got everything you need to get out and ride. Go to the website to check out their inventory of brands, uh, over 700 of them. Do you speak moto? If you do, go to MotorcycleSuperstore.com. Use the code PB-PULP16 to uh, 10% off participating brands. PB-PULP16 saves you money. All right, let's get to these commercials from Racetech and Michelin and MotorcycleSuperstore.com. Thanks for listening. See you after the break. Racetech people, Racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years, supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension to everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with Racetech. Trust me on this. There's more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you, eh, probably... 82.7% of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work, whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and or speed, or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something something uh, on your bike needs attention for Racetech. I guarantee you, Freeze, Gilmore, some of the guys just using uh, Racetech Privateer Proven, they work with uh, Ben LeMay also. They're back with Ben LeMay. And uh, they offer a full line of Racetech high-performance springs. These springs are called high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10% at uh, Racetech? Go to Pulp MX 2015 when you order. You can save 10% at Racetech.com. And they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast, and we thank you guys. All right. Back to the show. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. And what's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the, the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelin's uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage, and normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit, but this, 
Um, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, Kiefer. Reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting traction handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. You leave JGR Yamaha and you, you get on with, mm-hmm. with Hewitt and the Rockstar team on Suzuki's at that point, and you come out on fire. Win Anaheim mm-hmm. 1, great race with Kennard. Um, you pretty much had the points lead for a while. Uh, that was a phenomenal year. Like, And I always heard yeah. like when you wanted to come back after the Cowie thing, you were going to get a Suzuki because you just felt so great on that bike. And it's funny because it hasn't changed that much. It's It gets some criticism. You know, obviously Roxon just showed everybody how great it was. But was it a combination of getting off that Yamaha, and I think I think Yamaha's come a long way since you were there. It, they, they changed the frame a little bit here and there, but were you just so excited to be on that Suzuki that you were just like, holy shit. I mean, did you have any idea you would come into uh, 13 that hot and that on fire? No. You know, my I, ne- I didn't ride the bike before I signed with them. Um, you know, I was just, uh, it was just something that I wanted to do, and my first day on the bike, I was like, I was like, man, like, man, I made a mistake, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it was, uh, the second day on the bike, um, you know, it was, it was great. You know, I felt right at home. It was, it was awesome from there out. Um, so I didn't, you know, I didn't know what to expect going into the season. I knew I was ready. Um, but you know, I was just, I never do good at Anaheim one. Uh-huh. Um, I think, I think that was my legitimate first time I top 10 at Anaheim. Really? Huh? Was yeah. yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I mean, maybe ninth or 10th. Yeah. 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 But year. never. Right. But yeah. Never, never, never above that. So it was definitely a surprise for me. And, uh, I mean, I was surprised to everyone. Um, yeah, you were great, but you know, it was, it was a fun year. It was, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun racing those guys and, and, uh, you know, I had a lot of fun being there every weekend. Um, so you know, I would like to do it again. I'm mm-hmm. trying my best to do it again. Um, a little slow start to, you know, with my wrist injury, my yeah. thumb injury, but uh, you know, I feel good right now on the bike. Uh, so hopefully I can come in doing the same thing. Do you feel like that Yamaha, you rode a JGR and of course with Stu and that went sideways and that bike, like, you know, you talked to Tedesco and Burner rode it and Red, Red Dog was testing for Stu for a bit. And uh, it was really cool. Yamaha to do that. It's some really neat innovations, but, how bad was that bike looking back on it? Or was did it not deserve the rep it kind of got? I mean, Dubok and guys at Yamaha were so mad that everyone was, was shitting on that bike. But looking back on it, I mean, and again, I think it's better now. I think they've done a lot to the frame and uh, the, the aluminum and everything else to change the frame composition. But looking back on it, like, was it bad? Was it? I mean, it really, it wasn't necessarily that bike that was that bad. You know, we had a lot of good parts to it, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> yeah, those guys worked hard. They tried yeah. hard. Yeah, the two things that are that contact the ground the entire time, you know, that are on the dirt bike were probably the one thing that um, held that bike back quite a bit for us. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not saying names. No, yeah, um, yeah. But yes, you know, that would have been changed. It would have been. A, it probably would have been a way. Different oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I tested back and forth with them on one track, and I was. You know, it's almost a second and a half difference between the two. 
Um, oh, geez, were they there then? I hope they weren't there. They probably were ready to kill themselves. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so it was, it was, it was, uh, it was a big difference, and that would have made, you know, a big difference come, you know, race time. But right, right. No, I didn't. I didn't think it was, you know, terrible at all. Mm-hmm. You know, it was. Uh, yeah, like you, you wish the tires were a bit better, but it wasn't this. I mean, the thing was just the rep was like it's going to kill somebody. <laughs> you know, no, James I mean, crashed a lot on everything, so there was a little bit of that. You know, you know, a lot, a little bit of you know how he set his bike up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had a lot of outside uh, information of how to set his bike up um, instead of really. I want to say it was you know instead of how he really felt. Right. Um, but. I mean, it's James, you know, he's, he's always been one of the fastest guys to ever throw his leg over the dirt bike. So yep. it's, you know, any given time he can be that same guy. Yep. I mean, look at, look at, was it 14? You know, it's, I mean, look at him there. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy, you know, that that bike got that bad of a rep. It did. But, yeah. It was, it wasn't, I mean, don't get me wrong. It wasn't the, the greatest thing. Yeah. Yeah. And let's, let's, let's honestly, let's face it. You know, it's, Everyone switches because I think the grass is greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. Always, it's not always greener. You know, the bikes are all pretty much similar. They're all close. You know, one might fit the rider, you know, better here and there, but mm-hmm. it's going to have its ups and downs. All of them are. So it's just, you know, I could, I could never, with it. I could never tell. I go over to the JGR truck and I could never tell if anybody liked each other around that time, like, like you and Coy would go at it. You guys would be yelling at each other. I'm like, yeah, what's man, going that on? Was <laughs> that was just us, man. Like, right. You know, uh, you know, we talk, we still talk sometimes. And, you know, when I see him, you know, he always, he always gives Brittany and the kids hugs and, okay. and talks to him. Yeah. He's, you're he's, like, uh, you're like, Hey dude, awesome. I remember you one time you're like, your team sucks. And he's like, you're so stupid. And I'm like, what is going, <laughs> what is going on here? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of the best, you know, some of the best parts, you know, when James was on the team, you know, I, yeah. you know, obviously James and his dad, you know, they would, they would speak their mind. Yeah. So, that would cause arguments with Coy, which would get me out of being in trouble. So I was sneaking, get, <laughs> right. get and, and balance before he could ever yell at me. Yeah. So it was, <laughs> that, was, that was a good thing. Um, hey, when I was at Yamaha, uh, w- I helped build a 250F for you when you were leaving Suzuki. We w- we shipped the bike out there, and uh, I guess you tested oh, yeah, it. Um, yeah, I- Yamaha Troy. Yeah, okay. How close did you come to doing that instead of the Honda thing? Like, was that... I mean, was Suzuki? We always talked about Suzuki having this incredible amateur team, and they've had so many great riders, yeah. and they kind of let them go at different times. You being one of them, did you did you want to stay at Suzuki? Did Honda outbid you, and did you hate the Yamaha? How did that process come about? Because <laughs> I mean, it was kind of it wasn't well, a great bike. You know, Suzuki's the 250F that I was riding. You know, they didn't come out with a good one until two years later yeah. after I left. Yeah. So if they would have came out with that bike. You know, when I was there, I probably would have stayed. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, um, you know, I tested the, I tested the Yamaha, and then you know, I was, I was like, man, I, I like it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the flipper clutch that you guys had in it. Yeah. Um, but I did, I did overshoot a bunch of corners because of that thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I did like it. Um, but you know, then Honda came down and tested with me, and mm-hmm. and. I I was way faster on the Honda. Were you? Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and they and they pretty much outbid everyone too. Yeah, you were making so, you made so much money at Honda. Come on, <laughs> you made so much money at Honda. No, um, oh, no, 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 but no, no, but no. you were faster on it, and and the contract was better, yeah. and that it kind of like was yeah. a yeah. Um, it was it was it was the right it was the you know I was comfortable on it. The minute I got on it, it was flat two fifty F was probably I mean hands down that year. Yeah, it was unbeatable. Um. How much of you leaving Suzuki, uh, you said the bike, but was it true that you really didn't get along with the Coster? He didn't get along with you? How much truth was that to that? Did you guys butt heads back then? Was it maybe the mom oh, and dad? I, or? I mean, we didn't really we didn't really butt heads that much. Okay. That was, you know, my 2004 we did. Um, 2005 was, was fine. Mm-hmm. Alamore was obviously, you know, I sucked. Um, but so, you know, things got, you know, Heated, but we mm-hmm. also had Ricky on the team then, so it made everything better. Yeah, yeah, right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that, so, hey, that, in your defense, you're a bigger dude, and that bike was not that good, for sure. Yeah, yeah. no, no. Uh, so, you know, that's when the whole Cowie and Suzuki thing collaborated. Yep, yeah. But, uh, no, it, was, it wasn't it wasn't as good as the team with the F. Right. Um, but, I mean, all in all, it was, uh, mm-hmm. I had no issues with, with him at all. You know, I think he's a great team manager. Um, he knows... He knows what he wants, and when he wants it, he knows it happen. Yep. So, uh, you know, it's good. It's cool to have someone like that in yep. your corner, regardless of, of if you butt heads, butt heads with him or not. Right. Uh, MotorcycleSuperstore.com, RacerX podcast with Davey Millsaps, presented by Fox Racing. A few more questions for you, and, and we'll let you go. See, it hasn't, uh-huh. hasn't been that painful for you. Um, <laughs> what's your biggest regret in your career? Besides that dog barking, but yeah, what's your biggest regret? What do you, what do you, uh, what do you wish you would have done differently, or handled differently, or, or gone here, or gone there, or whatever? Oh man, you know, I wish <laughs> I would have listened to, you know, some of the good people I had around me. Um, and and not probably hung out with some of the other people that I did. Okay. Um, you know, just to lead me in, in a better direction than what I was going. Um, and you know, basically, I wish you know if you could if I could go back to two thousand and and you know seven or eight. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish I would have found Ezra then. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think things would have been. I think my career would have gone a whole different direction. Um, you know, it's things like that. It's, uh, I wish I would have, you know, had more structure and paid, yeah. you know, and, and paid attention to, you know, what was going on rather than, you know, uh, you know, going but, out and, but and, you know, you're 20. Yeah. But you're and, 20, you're 20 years old or whatever. Yeah, ish, but, you know, but you know, yeah. but, you know it, there's my dog. <laughs> um, you know, it, yeah, you know, just just like take like like taking it more like now. Don't you feel like okay? That was oh eight oh seven. You said uh, we're nine years yeah. later, and I don't think Austin Forkner, who is the next Davy Millsaps. I mean, you you were equal to him or whoever, whatever young superstar you want to pick right now. Cooper Webb, maybe he's a bad example, uh, but uh, somebody else. You no, know, it's like I don't know. For, for me, it's it's it was more like so I wish I would have had the right people around me mm-hmm. to lead me and and keep me focused on training and riding and structure and, and focused on that rather than 
you know, being 28, you know, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, and, yeah. and, you know, making a lot of money and, and, you know, buying cars and, and yeah, paying yeah. people, you know, too much money to, to hang out with you and, yeah, yeah. and, you know, going into after parties and, you know, even though that was that time, like everyone was doing it, you know, I wish I would have been, right. I wish I would have had someone with me to, you know, take me in a different direction. Yeah, so, it's an old story. It happens to all, a lot of you guys. A lot of money yeah. and a lot of youth and bad people that want to just be hanger-ons, you know? And that happens to a lot of dudes, as you know, you know? Um, no, it, I mean, yeah. it does. It does. And, you know, that's that's probably the, the you know, my biggest regret that I have is is yeah. um, is that whole situation, you know? Just, sure. just not listening to the right people. Um <laughs> I mean, it, it makes a big difference in, in your life. It makes a big difference in your career. And uh, I honestly truly believe that, you know, if I would have gone a different direction in that period of time, mm-hmm. you know, my, like I said, my, I think my career would have, would, have, uh, would have been way different. Well, I mean, you and I bought it. You didn't like me for a long time. You probably still don't. But Who, who says I still do? Right, okay. Here's the thing. Just kidding. Here's, no, here's the thing that I always – I talk to the Honda guys. I talk to Ferry. I talk to – uh, you know, Chad, I, t- I've, I know all these people in the pits as a former mechanic, and they used to tell me, dude, Millsaps is so good. He's so talented, but he's just, he's fucking this up. Uh, he's not working hard. He's, you know, he's so good. If he tried, mm-hmm. if he tried 50% of the time off the track, he could kill this sport. Honestly, that's where I, I used to talk to guys about that, and they'd be like, Man, he's good. Like dudes that would were beating you all the time are like Davey. If Davey's on, man, I can't touch him. And you know he's and that's where that stuff that I used to write and say kind of came from. Where like this kid is, is he ever going to figure it out? I mean, look, you've had a great, fantastic career, made a ton of money. So I'm not trying to say like you're this failure or anything. About the money, man. You know no, but I'm saying all of it. Like you, you've had a great career. You've won races. You've made a lot of money. You've been very successful. So I'm not trying to make it sound like you're garbage, but I'm saying like no, no, yeah. no. Dude, okay, I good. Get it, trust right. me, you know, and that's and that's what I was trying to say. You know, yeah. that's, the, that's the one thing that I regret is is you know not putting the effort forward and and you know thinking that just because I was talented it was going to come easy and and mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know it was just something that I wish I would have done differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and and if someone was and if someone was to ever hire me as, you know, as like a, let's say like a writing coach or, sure. or trainer or something like that, you know, like, which I don't really think I'm ever going to get into, to be honest with you. But I'm just saying like, that's, that's things that, you know, when kids are talking about buying this and buying that and doing this and doing that. I always, I always give them my input. I don't care <laughs> if they want to hear it or not right. because I've been there. I've done it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And chances are the kids coming up, like I've made more money than them. So I know what it's like. I've been in their shoes. Yeah. You know, I've, I've hit, I hit rock bottom. So it's it's uh you know I was I was high I hit rock bottom and, and you know and I dug my way back out. Yeah. So it's 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 those things that I that I try to try to tell them because at the end of the day they don't know right now they think it's going to last forever. You know yeah, like yeah, just yeah. because they have a two year contract. Well <laughs> after that two years who says you're going to make that same amount of money? Yeah. Now you have all these bills that you've accumulated over the two years because you're making you know an X amount of dollars per year. Mm-hmm. Then what? Yeah. Then what? Yeah, your, yeah. your salary gets cut, you know, almost in half. Now what? 
Yeah. So oh. it's, it's, I always do my input whether they want to hear or not, to be honest with you. So. Yeah. Yeah. Ch- Chad was uh, Chad and I were talking about you know Barsha and Kenny the the baller thing and all that. No, that, my but gracious. you know, Chad was saying like these guys they don't even understand the money that we made back in the day. You know, and and, no. and we were morons too. But. We, you want to talk about balling status? Uh, let's let's start whipping out paychecks nowadays. You know, so um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, buying buying cars like being materialistic that doesn't make you a baller. No. You know, it's like Oprah doesn't get out of bed for what you know a day for what these guys make a year. Like I don't even want to hear about balling. <laughs> yeah, whatever you, you know? think like, of, right? Yeah, exactly. Bill Gates. I mean, Warren Buffett. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, yeah. Shoot. I mean, a guy invented GoPro and is now a billionaire. Like, I don't want to hear about you balling. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> and, you know, another guy, too, like Dan Bentley. Like, I know Dan well, and he used to be like, Davey's so good. God, we just got to figure him out. We just got to, like, find a spark. We got to figure out what get this guy going, you know, because he's so good. You used to show up, yeah. apparently, at test tracks, and guys would be riding all day, and, and they'd have a best time down, and you used to show up and be like, yep, yep. Five laps in, you have the best time of the day, you know, and and they're and they're just like, oh god, this guy. So that's all. Um, but oh, interesting, yeah. yeah, interesting that you say that for sure. So, and then you got jerk offs like me in the media, you know, telling you know, things. like, and, that, and that's and that's the thing, you know, it's not that you guys are jerks. It's, it's the fact that you know, just like with everyone, you know, we you guys don't know behind the scenes. Nope. Yep. We don't let you into the behind the scenes stuff, you know, a lot. So it's hard for you guys to know. So what you guys are going off is the assumption of of, of everything and yeah. and how we're performing and and you're assuming that we're because we're you know not doing well that we're not training hard. Yeah, and, and there's so much more going there, on. Yeah, there's there's so much more. You know, we we have personal lives and we have normal lives at home and, mm-hmm. and you know it, it's there's a lot of things that go on during the week and. Whether we're sick, I mean, it was just because we're just because we're a professional athlete doesn't mean we can't get sick. Yeah, you know, it's or you're it, fighting with your chick, or you, you whatever, just, just anything. Yeah, man. anything. You know, exactly. It's it's uh, no, I know. know. Yeah, that's what makes it hard. But all in all, it's it's uh, you know, a lot of the times, you know, you, I mean, you guys are right. We aren't we aren't putting in the work, but you know, now I'm putting in the work, so. And we'll see if I quit fading. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, before I let you go, your favorite teammate ever. You've had a ton. Who's your favorite mm-hmm. teammate? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. My favorite? Yeah. Just your favorite teammate you've had. <sighs> you've had a lot. That's why I asked that. I've had a, I've had a lot. Yeah. No, I know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I would probably have to say Ivan. Yep. Yeah, I'd probably just say Ivan. Um, he was very much on my level as far as the way we thought about things mm-hmm. on the dirt bike. Yep. Um, he was fun, um, you know. But all in all, like he could joke around and he can, you know, he can mess around. Yeah, but he was serious. So it, to me, like you know, he ne- he never, him and I never had any any issues at all. You know, like it was. You know, Shorty and I had issues back in the day. Yeah, um, I, I have no issues with Shorty now. Yeah, I think a lot of people have had issues with him. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're alone there. I, I, I do not think you're alone. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, Brock just never talked. Yeah. So that was whatever. Um, you know, James, I didn't mind James at all. Um, What's know, funny? Well, I always, up with him. Hey, I used to think about it like, okay, you weren't as prolific as James in the amateurs, but 
you were the next kid. You were James Stewart in a way in eighties. You your whole life, Davey, people have been watching you and being like that kid yeah. right there. Um, and maybe not as good as James, you know what I mean? Because he he was probably a little bit better. But I always felt like you could relate to him. Like, hey man, yeah. And, and what do you mean by that? I mean, we've won all the same stuff. <laughs> no, but I think the hype on James was bigger. You were big. Don't get me wrong, but James. Well, you know, no, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I think there's more reasons than that behind the hype. Um, <laughs> but. Be- we got the hype. We just <laughs> believe the hype. Oh, man, we're going there. We're going. But, yeah, like you were always – I always thought it was funny, like where you're like, yeah, man, like, hey, James, it may not turn out. You may get hurt. You may, you know, do some dumb things with a bunch of money. Like you – because you, you – again, I, I knew – I've known about you since you were six years old, you know? So yeah, uh, it's just one of those things. Like you're in that same position. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all good, man. Yeah. It's, you know, it's I had a fun amateur career. I enjoyed what I do. and. You know, I, uh, it actually, you know, today I had a great time riding, doing motos and, and I'm, I have, I'm having fun again. It's nice. Yeah. Well, good, man. Uh, Hey, thank you for doing this. I appreciate yeah, it. No worries, uh, man. Thanks for having me. I had these questions and uh, good luck with everything. <laughs> <laughs> those, those are probably eating you alive. One <laughs> I'm just like, I got to ask him. I got to text him. I got to ask him this stuff. I got to talk to him. Uh, <laughs> I, have, I think I have like 20 tests and it says, I'm still ready. I'm still, <laughs> because, still ready. At, because at one point you said, let's do this, I think, or something. And I'm like, I'm ready. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, no interesting stuff. Like I said, I think you had a nice season last year. I would have been, it would have been awesome to see uh, uh, if you hadn't gotten hurt, how much better you would have got. Like I said, you came up that fourth in Atlanta, and yeah. but then you went to Canada, which is awesome because Canada is awesome, and and you dominated there. So yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, since you thought I was going to dominate, right? <laughs> oh, here we go. If you did not get hurt, I said you were going to win the championship, and that's exactly what happened. I stand by that. So. <laughs> you know, actually, but uh, hey, you know, I still got hurt, by the way. That's true. You kind of did. Yeah, you did, right? Uh, you, right in the right in the middle, like I was flat tire, flat front at Glen Helen. Yeah, we did my ribs like I did at uh at Daytona and had yeah. to, you know, I missed a couple weeks, almost three weeks of riding, and yeah, yeah that right. was that and, was a tough go. And you went like whatever four three or something at the next race, like whatever the next first race after the injury was. I don't remember exactly what you did, but four two. Yeah, four two. Four, two. So it was a little bit like, but I mean, Tom no, three two. Three, three, two. Two. three Th- two. The whole time, Thomas was like, "Davey's gonna win. Davey's gonna win. He's he's fastest guy. He's most talented. Davey's gonna win." So he had your back, just not not me as usual. Jason? So, yeah, JT. Yeah, your uh, back. He's like, he, boy. he's like, he's gonna win. He's gonna win. So, um, <laughs> Florida guys always sticking together. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Right on, man. Well, hey, thank you for doing this. Uh, I'm sure I will see you at Anaheim, if not before then. Thanks again, Davey. Sounds good, man. All right, see you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Steve Mathis Show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck because that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil cylinders as a back 
factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey,